The USC Trojans picked up a huge fish in the class of 2023 in point guard Isaiah Collier. Can this help elevate Andy Enfield's program into a legitimate powerhouse? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Andy Patton, and today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated joins me today to talk about the end of the early recruiting signing period and the big fish that happened, the biggest story, Isaiah Collier going to the USC Trojans. It seemed like kind of a foregone conclusion for a while, or at least the expectation that he was going to end up there with his old high school teammate, Arrington Page. Now we know officially Collier going to USC, going to be in Southern California. Uh, Jason, before we talk about the class at large and what this means for USC, I'd love to just learn a little bit more about Collier as a player and like kind of what he's going to bring uh, to USC and really just to the college basketball game. Yeah, no, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge um, pickup for Enfield. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can't say yet because our SI-99 hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out early yeah. next month. Yeah. But he's certainly in the conversation yeah. to be the top player in the class. Um, just uh, people forget him because he was hurt for most of the summer. So he started off the summer dominating the first two sessions of the Nike EYBL. When I say dominate, I'm talking like top three in scoring, mm -hmm. top assist guy. You know, when you're talking about a point guard, these are the two things that you look at first, right? Yeah. So he's dominating both of those things. I mean, you could make the argument that he was the best player uh, in the Nike EYBL. Then he gets hurt at USA Basketball trying mm -hmm. out for that. Sits for two months, comes back. Uh, to the Steph Curry camp, best guards in the all the top point guards in the country are there, mm -hmm. and he wins MVP. And two weeks later, he goes to the Elite Twenty Four. All the top players in the country are there, a lot of them, mm -hmm. and he wins MVP. So back to back MVPs at two of the top events of the summer. After you know he dominated first, so people forget that you know in the yeah. in between, you know it's not something he could help. But just at six four, uh, just a dynamic, complete point guard, um, super athlete. Um, Great pace, great vision, um, just super high IQ. I'm really high on him, as you mm -hmm. can obviously see. Mm -hmm. He just makes the right reads at all times. Um, can control tempo. He can play two two different paces. Um, but just strong with the ball, gets to where he wants to on the court, knocks down shots. Very smart, very smart. Mm -hmm. A winner, definitely a winner. Won two of the last three state titles in Georgia, which I can make the argument that Georgia is the – hotbed of recruiting in the country um, yeah. statewide. So, you know, um, just dominant in every sense of the word on the court and a guy I'm obviously very high on. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. A lot of the kind of articles when you're reading about kind of the 2023 class and articles about Collier in particular kind of mentioned that he was a late riser, but it sounds to me like it's less of him being a late riser and more of like, he's been really good the whole time. Yeah. He just missed some time with an injury. Is that kind of your read on it? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And people who say that don't, you know, they, that's, you know, that, that, that just should tell you all you need to know. Right? I don't care who said it. Yeah, that, sure. that should tell you all you need to know right there because he died. He, he dominated last mm-hmm. his junior season. He died. He dominated, he dominated his sophomore season. Right. He right. went from dominating as a junior to dominating the spring <laughs> on the skill factory. So, you know, just um, consistency. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I put a premium on. One of the things that's been kind of interesting to watch Andy develop or Andy Enfield's development at USC and kind of the program in general is is for a long time they've been really good. He's been really good at bringing in high level bigs. Onyeko Kongwu, obviously the Mobley brothers were both incredible players, NBA players. Evan Mobley is a potential NBA All Star caliber yeah. player, uh, but for a while Enfield was kind of reverting to the transfer portal to get guards. We saw Taj Edey out of Santa Clara. We saw Boogie Ellis, uh, Drew Peterson, who's kind of a point forward ish, but but they didn't really get a lot of high-profile guards via recruiting. This yeah. obviously changes that conversation pretty considerably. If Enfield can start landing like top-tier big men recruits like the Mobleys and can start getting players like Collier too, like this could be – I mean, th- it looks like as of right now that this class is going to be a top-10 class again for Enfield. That's yeah. really rare in USC's history to put together yeah. top-10 recruiting classes in, in such a quick succession. Like – are you kind of getting a sense that maybe Enfield could start to really or continue, I guess, to really start doing some damage in the recruiting uh, world? Well, it's a big step. It's a yeah. big step at the best position, you know, at the most important position. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually have them at number nine. So they're definitely number yeah. uh, top 10 in the SL American uh, team rankings. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was one of the biggest questions. I, I, I don't we, we did an in-depth uh, all access piece. Um, yeah. When Isaiah, when we sat down with his family to weigh out the pros and cons at SI. Mm-hmm long form piece very interesting not because i wrote it just because it's it's interesting what sure. kids lay out and what their families talk about but um that was one of the things when it came to usc was like hey, yeah he develops these stretch fours and these mm-hmm. you know NBA bigs um fluid bigs but yeah I, I haven't seen the elite dominant five-star point guard so right but they did a lot of um to their credit you know mm-hmm. they did a lot of um investigation and yeah. um they did a lot of legwork, um, just researching synergy and and how mm-hmm. uh, infield point guards are. You know, they really ignite the offense. But they, he just hasn't had an Isaiah. But they're they're all very um, uh, productive, yeah. right? Then you put an Isaiah in that uh, um, in that lane and how yeah. he used them. Then it's you know it's pretty much one plus one is two. Mm-hmm. And so that was USC's spiel. And yeah, that, you know, and, and that's how they that that's how they were able to sell them on um, him coming there. And obviously it worked. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, but it makes sense. It makes sense. And and to your point, yeah, it's definitely, here's how it works. You land one, they do mm-hmm. well. You can sell that like that's your thing from now yeah. on. Like So, mm-hmm. you know, it, all it takes is one. And they got the biggest fish. You yeah. know, they got arguably the biggest fish in the class. So, um, yeah, that, that would definitely um, put him a step ahead. Um, and going in the right direction of being a dominant force in the recruiting space. Yeah, well, in this class, I mean, obviously Collier is the the big piece for them, uh, but it's a it's a solid class yeah. all around. Oh, yeah. They got Arrington Page, they got Silas Damari Jr. Uh, like you said, ninth yeah. in SI's recruiting class. I think pretty much every other outlet yeah. or place has them top ten or right around there. Uh, what yeah. do you think about the class in general, not just Collier, but uh, along with Page yeah. and Damari Jr.? Yeah, love Page. Um, very, very productive big. And they sure. obviously have a chemistry that, um, yeah. you know, they play high school, but then they also play uh, summer ball too mm-hmm. together. They've known each other for years. They're very, very close. Um, but Silas Demery, 
underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Just why? I mean, I guarantee you, when RSI ninety nine comes out, he'll be, he'll have his highest ranking with us. Yeah. <laughs> I watched him a lot. Like he, just a complete guy who impacts the game from the backcourt. He can play both. He'll he'll pair well with Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, because he can slide over. They just, you know, that two-point guard lineup with those two could be, yeah. ooh, that could be yeah. devastating because they do a lot of different things well. Um, but Silas is a, a super underrated prospect um, in that class. And um, I think a guy who um, could definitely be a difference maker from day one, even with Isaiah in the lineup, because I think you know, Isaiah is a winner, literally mm-hmm. just a winner he doesn't like hoopla he told me he doesn't even like official visits i mean that's the first time i've heard that he said, and he said it's because it's too much attention on me yeah. i don't like it, right so you know um that, that should tell you all you need to know about him they got yeah. a good one well isaiah collier collier was not the only big time player to commit this week we'll talk all about chris beard and texas's latest prize edition as well as a tapered realistic expectation for Bronny james But first, today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. The app is super simple to use, and there's no catch. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and you will get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 and up. Next, you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's part of why Upside has a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 and up. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 up using code LOCKED. All right, welcome back, Locked On College Basketball. I want to sincerely thank all of you for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, Jason, two prospects I want to talk about here in the second segment. One of them is A.J. Johnson. He just, just committed to join Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns. Jason, what can you tell me about this kid and what he brings to Texas? Definitely. I mean, he's a 6'5 freak athlete, Mm -hmm. scores on all three levels. It's funny. He and Jalen Green Mm -hmm. call each other brothers. Not actually. They're not biological or blood brothers. They call each other. They're very close. But they Mm -hmm. play alike and they look alike and their games – you know, I mean, I would love to look like my game at the, you know, at the Y League look like right. Jalen Green, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. it means I'm out there getting buckets, but they're built the same way, long, mm-hmm. six four, six five. Um, you know, they make the wild plays, of course, and stuff like that. But I think, you know, AJ's another underrated guy. He played for yeah. Jalen Green Elite this summer in the DS3 SSB, and he was one of the best players in the circuit. So, um, you know, definitely a uh, – a freak athlete who can play both guard positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's at his best when he's in attack mode on the offensive end, just because he's so long and so um, so quick and shifty. He creates matchup problems that um, 
are devastating for yeah. the opposition. I've seen it time and time again, and and he plays with that that air about the in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a player I really like in that class, um, and a guy I expect a lot out of at the next level immediately. Want to talk about Bronny as well? Uh, Bronny James, of course, LeBron James' son has been a, a quite a story. Obviously, <laughs> anytime a player uh, of that caliber, uh, you know, we've seen it with Michael Jordan's sons. We've seen it with other prominent kids. It's it's a it's a tough life. Like I, I feel I feel for these kids in a lot of ways. Bronny has obviously had this incredible amount of attention on him and on his recruitment. Uh, he's the most well known player in the class of 2023, despite. Sure not showing up on the top 10, 15, 20, mostly of, of, of these lists, still a very talented player. Uh, and as of right now, at least according to what I'm able to find out, uh, there's not a ton. It's, it's been pretty quiet. It's been a little secretive for Bronny. Uh, we've seen like schools kind of pop up and then kind yeah. of disappear on the radar. We saw Oregon for a bit. We saw USC for a bit, Memphis, Ohio state. Uh, I'd love to hear, first of all, just kind of what kind of player he is, because I think a lot of people are going to make some assumptions about what kind of player he is that may not be accurate. Uh, and then maybe if you have a, a sense of, of what direction he might be going. Yeah, I like him. I like him as a player, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six, three point guard, but he can play. He can play both. But I think they want him to play uh, point guard. I think he'd be a really good point guard. Um not, you know, I wouldn't say he's a dynamic scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, just he's smart. You know, he's smart and he's got the tools, right? He's super yeah. athletic. You know, of course, he can go out there and get on the break and make a, an insane top tenner, top mm-hmm. ten court center play. Um, but just really smart, stays in his lane, um, doesn't try to do things that, that he can't do. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. You know, yeah. I respect him for that. The The problem comes in with other people. Like, yep. So when I say other people, I'm talking fans and expectations, nothing he can do about it. His mm-hmm. actual name you know, at birth was LeBron James Jr. Yeah. Uh, he changed it to Bronny. Yeah. LeBron said that was a mistake. It was, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> even without the name, I mean, mm-hmm. Michael's kid's name was Jeff and he, and I did stories on him back yeah. when he was coming up and there's no way around it. Yeah. So, you know, people expect Bronny to be LeBron. He's not LeBron. Not even right. close to that respectfully he's yeah, not even, um but i think see this is my thing i think he could be a really good college point guard mm-hmm. if they let him go through the process you know go at his own pace right um you know be a four-year guy i like i don't three i would you know right now mm-hmm. I, if this is how i gauge it you know people i'm just i'm just too honest <laughs> this is how I gave it. If your name was John Jackson, yeah, I wonder where I came up with that name, John Jackson. <laughs> um, and I came to watch him EYBL at the stops. I'd yeah. be like, no, he's good. I like him. Yeah, like, right. Let me write this number down. Number six. He's pretty good. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. but you know, people are like, I mean, is he? Yeah, I wonder yeah. if LeBron's gonna stay for him to be in the NBA, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know that he's going to the NBA. Ba- like, oh. Yeah. I, you know, people thought, well, LeBron will get him in. Well, Michael Jordan couldn't get Jeff in. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I know it's a different world now. Mm-hmm. Um, just off pure, just straight raw talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see that right now. You know, yeah. that's why I say, hey, let him go at his own pace. But they're not going to do that. No. You know, LeBron doesn't want the uh, expectations and the, the, mm-hmm pressure to be on him but he also says i want to play with my kid 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my dream to play with my kid in the NBA. It's like, eh, I, don't, I mean, it sounds like pressure, but, You're right. <laughs> but you know, yeah, he's not going to be able to escape what it is um, that is in store for him. That is already here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think he's a good player. I think he's, I think he would be a really good role player on a really good team. Right. I think he could really adapt and play his role well and then shine sometimes mm-hmm. too. Cause he's yeah. good. Like he's a, he's a good player. He knows how to play. He makes winning plays, um, potentially a lockdown defender in the backcourt. But you know, I just I worry that the uh, the hype train will not let him. You know, will not punt the brakes a little bit. I wonder too. Like nil obviously wasn't around for Jordan's kids, and it hasn't been around for a very long period. And obviously, Bronny and the, the James family don't need money in the sense that you know a lot of players are trying to go get nil in a sense to to help yeah. their families. Clearly, that's not the case here, but it obviously plays a role. And it obviously is one of those things where a lot of these schools are interested in Bronny partly because of his talent. And I'm not saying that they're in there. There's no, that they have entirely ulterior motives, but it's not hard to see why some of these programs would be interested in adding Bronny because of what it would bring to them from a financial perspective, uh, just viewership eyeballs, maybe LeBron's at games, all of that kind of stuff. And like, that's the thing that, that seems very unfair to me about Bronny because I'm looking at this list of schools that have showed at least some level of interest in him. And you've seen him a lot more than I have. You know what kind of player he is. You know that he is talented and he can contribute on some of these high level teams, but it's really hard for me to know if any of these programs would be how interested they might have some interest in him, or at least know who he is. If his name was with John Jackson or whatever it was that you said, but like, it does seem like, am I going to end up going to a school where I'm not good enough or where I'm not in a position to succeed because of my name, because of this different situation. And I, I can't personally imagine what it would be like trying to navigate that space. Uh, And you have to wonder like if, if Bronny's going to, be able to find himself a position and he has taken his time it seems like and is trying to to make the right decision and that is very commendable but uh, it's a feels like a borderline impossible situation for him to find uh, find something that fits just his skill set without his name attached to it yeah no way around it I mean it's rough you know that's yeah. that's rough that's a rough seat you know and it'll be rough for Bryce too yeah um it's, it's gonna be rougher for Bryony because he's first Mm-hmm. And he's kind of the guinea pig with everything, um, yeah. and there's nothing you can do to prepare. Like he, like Bron- LeBron could call uh, mm-hmm. MJ and say, hey, "How'd you do it with Jeff?" You know, yeah. and he's gonna be like, "Dude, I can't." You know, it's nothing I can do. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have Twitter back then, so but, you know, <laughs> I can't help you out. Um, right, right. And I do. I think they get some stuff wrong. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they do, and I think they'll learn from how they're doing. Like just the fact that he doesn't talk. Yeah. Um, I think they're, you know, you got to expose them a little bit. But hey, man, at the end of the day, do what's best for you and your kids. I love it. You like it. I love it. <laughs> um, but I mean, we'll see. I just, I wish that they would let him just be, you know, a role player. I think yeah. he's, I think he's a role player. I yeah. think he's a role player, but a really good role player that could potentially, you know, role players go to the NBA. I oh, yeah. They're not. Role players make a lot of money in the NBA. There are a lot of millionaires in the NBA that are role players. Absolutely. All right, folks, Isaiah Collier and AJ Johnson were not the only high-profile recruits to sign this past week. Jason's going to join us to talk about three more high-profile players who could have a potentially huge impact with their new club starting in 23. Before we get there, though, I want to tell you all about Bet Online. 
College basketball and the NBA are back in action. College football and the NFL remain in the thick of their seasons. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They even have lines for coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I just want to switch gears on you one more time and talk about a couple of players who did recently sign who maybe didn't make the biggest headlines the way that DJ Wagner did, the way that Isaiah Collier did, uh, but guys that I think can contribute very significantly at their new stops. I want to start talking about Cody Williams because uh, Cody Williams is a player that I saw a ton of Jalen Williams last year as a Gonzaga person, as somebody who watched a lot of WCC, and Jalen Williams was just absolutely incredible at Santa Clara, incredible shot maker, a lengthy defensive guy ended up going 12th overall to Oklahoma city. So there was a lot of kind of hype and enthusiasm about Cody Williams, a player I've seen described to as as advanced as Jalen was at the same age. Uh, There was some, some hope in WCC circles that Cody would end up at Santa Clara as well and kind of keep that pipeline going. He ends up going to Colorado, which is perhaps the most fascinating team so far in college basketball this year with their wins over Tennessee and A&M and losses to teams significantly worse than those two teams. Uh, but now they add this really nice piece in Cody Williams, six, eight, a kind of combo forward who seems like he can do a lot. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on, on him as a player and, and his fit with Tad Boyle's team. Yeah. Well, I mean, all everything, six, eight lengthy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously he's got the pedigree, like you said, with his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the shooter his brother yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so that would be the biggest part of his game he has to work on. Um, mm-hmm. Not a great perimeter shooter, but the thing is he gets to the basket whenever he wants to because yeah. of his length and size. And so, um, you know, he tends to lean into that. I mean, t- most players do lean into their strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, and he also, you know, because of his abilities as a slasher, he gets to the line a lot. And so, um, yeah, you know, he's got – He's got a pro game. I mean, highest rated recruit in Colorado's history. So shout out to yep. Tab Boyle for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think he's going to be able to come in. I mean, I know that their plan for him is to come in and, uh, you know, I think they're going to kind of let him rock, you know, yep. kind of give him the ball and, you know, do what he does. Um, mm-hmm. But he's definitely going to have to, you know, the thing is, and I, I say this, I remember C.J. Leslie years ago. Mm-hmm. This is, man, I'm really dating myself. I think he was, <laughs> I think he was 2010, <laughs> class of 2010. So uh, I'm being an old guy right now. But yeah. the best thing about him was how athletic he was, yeah. right? And and I compare him because, it, you know, they're, they're kind of the same build and everything. Their games mm-hmm. are similar. Um, and when the best thing about you is how athletic you are, mm-hmm. it's easy to scout that. It's easy to stop that. And that yeah. he found that out at NC State. And um, and also, you know, you go somewhere where your help is there's not a, an abundance of help because you kind of want to be the man. I'm not yeah. saying oh, you did that, but I mean, these simil- there are some similarities in this situation. Right. So that's why I say it's really pertinent for him to work on that jump shot, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's the ultimate equalizer. And when you had that element to your game, then, you know, it just makes everything stronger. So, you know, to be three-dimensional as opposed to two because mm-hmm. he can't get to the mid-range and um, he's good there too but you know he gets to the rack and um, 
people don't stop them from getting to the rack, but at the next level, they will. Yeah. Uh, they'll figure that out. And, yep. um, but that said, you know, I think he's a, I think, now that one, like I said with Bronny, I can't say he's a pro. I, I would say he, he has a logical progression of a pro talent, Cody. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, you can't coach somebody to be six, eight with a six, 10, six, 11 wingspan. Yeah. Um, and ball handling skills and the IQ to get around defenders and the shifting mm-hmm. to get around defenders. Um, so with his makeup, uh, the upside is through the roof. And so, you know, Boyle got a good one there. And Boyle definitely made himself more formidable getting Cody yeah. uh, in the recruiting space. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Wanted to switch over, talk about Bay Fall, another one of the players who just recently committed uh, to Arkansas. He's in yeah. top 20, top 25 player in the class of 2023, 6'10 center from Colorado. Uh, a nice piece for for uh, the Arkansas yeah. Razorbacks here. I'd love to hear a little bit more about his game. Yeah, Musk got a worker uh, mm-hmm. with Bay. Um, you know, I, I watched him a lot this summer um, in the Adidas 3 SSB and just a warrior. He's a warrior out there at 6'10, um, you know, He's raw offensively, um, but he can, you know, get you buckets down in the low post. Like, he's not a guy who's going to be floating on the wing, breaking people down, shooting NBA threes. Like, that That ain't his, you know, even, you know, centers do that now. It's like, oh, God, get in the paint. You know, he's a guy who's going to work and uh, be a junkyard dog down there and do all the little things. Just impact, impact, impact. That's the word um, on the offensive end and on the defensive end. Shot changer, shot eraser. And a guy who's going to outwork the other big nine times out of ten mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's always his goal to bring the energy. Um, and so he he definitely um, succeeds in that. And every time he touches the court, not a lot of people going to outwork Bay. Yeah. Um, so he definitely got a worker in that, and a guy who can flourish in that system. Um, so I definitely think that um, that that's a really huge pickup from us. Um, for next season, for sure. Sounds like a great fit too, just based yeah. on what, what they do yeah. over there and what fall, what mm-hmm. his skill set is. That that seems like a really nice fit. Yeah. Last guy that I wanted to talk about, Tyler Johnson, uh, yeah. went to Memphis. It looked like he was going to go to NC State. That was kind of everybody's expectation. Kind of switched gears on us last minute. Joining Penny Hardaway over at Memphis. Uh, what can you tell me about this kid and the fit over uh, with Penny's team? Well, I love him. Just a high IQ guard. He's about six feet tall, so not huge. Yeah. But um, really dictates pace well um, and makes great reads on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good in the pick and roll. It just I would say a complete point guard because he can mm-hmm. get buckets too. Like he can, he's efficient from the perimeter. Um, he gets into the lane at will, and you know he's adept at finishing through contact. So he's pretty strong, uh, stronger than he might even look. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's a guy who's going to fit in well in that system. I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but to have Tyler and Mikey and JJ, um, yeah. that is a that is that is a a dynamic trio. Yeah, uh, in the backcourt. So, um, I you know I, I'm wondering how they're going to make it all work, but great problem when you're dealing talking about how making making a lot of talent work. So that's a great problem. Jason, thank you so much for taking time to talk about a bunch of different players today on the Lockdown College Basketball Podcast. It is always appreciated to have your insight. Always a pleasure, man. Can't wait for the next time.